It's Easter. The churches are empty, except in Florida, of course. And though the marvelous tradition of the Easter parade has been canceled, we cling to the hope that on an empty Fifth Avenue or great boulevards throughout America, less than 10 folks dare to promenade while keeping social distance, but still clad in their finery, including fancy hat and stylish masks. I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles, and we're getting through this. And I'm Scott Blakeman in New York, where there is no Passover parade now, forever. Uh, but I just finished my pre-show matzah, and I'm raring to go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Tommy, you just took a trip to the supermarket the other day. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, were there people walking out with large boxes of uh, matzah to your, no? No, uh, uh, I mean, paying for them, of course, not just walking out with them, because we don't uh, recommend that. In the Palisades, yes, by the way. And, uh, but the, uh, which is where I am, the Pacific Palisades, uh, near the coast, uh, the Pacific coast of America. Yeah. The, uh, but I must say, you mentioned raring to go. You, you had your moths and your rare. I was not raring to go to the grocery store. Mm. When, when, now, when I go to the grocery store, and I'm sure many people are the same way across America and around the world, you now think there's a lot of calculations, right? Is this going to be the one? And it's a little bit of Russian roulette about uh, your, your um, vulnerability, right, to, to, uh, to various, you know, viral um, transmissions uh, in various ways. Um, the first thing is everybody's lined up to go to the grocery now, like uh, at, at different uh, different times of day. It's worse than other times. But the idea of lining up in, in these long, socially distanced lines, that's a new thing to get into the grocery store. Right. It's like an upscale version of bread lines. I mean, here are people who have money and it's not like it's being given out. They're paying yeah. for it. And uh, but it is a line is is uh, and I think you should take advantage of that. I was thinking you mentioned these lines. Maybe if we had a robust testing protocol in this country, that would be a good place to test people for the virus. Well, because they're just waiting online and it would, you know, it would be productive that way. And if, God forbid, somebody did have, a, you know, you know a, the virus, they would be removed from the line and the line would progress, you know, more quickly. Would be uh, shorter. Uh, sure, I, yeah. think, I think that's brilliant. I think it's absolutely, yeah, testing during the lines. Um, I would like to be tested while I'm doing this show. I think that would be, you know, <laughs> well, but yes, there's not, there's yes. not enough testing. I think as we're agreed, we are we cover all the podcasts in this country. There's 850,000 right. podcasts with generally at least two hosts. So I think it's a shame in the richest country it's of the world we can't <laughs> test everyone who has a podcast while they're doing the podcast. While they're doing before, during and after. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what though, um, in the grocery store, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, and, and, and other people have noticed this, I'm sure, as well, that, that you, you, you don't just go down the, lot, the aisle and go past somebody. If somebody's in the aisle, an aisle you want to go down, you go around and go down another aisle where nobody, it's a whole kind of avoiding people. Avoiding people in the grocery stores is more difficult than, than other places. But uh, you say, Scotty, and, and, and you're an advocate of delivery. Food. Well, yes, uh, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, I love the supermarket in, in a different day. And, and of course, there's always that little, not that I ever did flirt at the supermarket, but you would maybe look at the women down a certain aisle. But now, you know, there's no connection. No, I am a big advocate now. And for the last two weeks, at least, I've been doing delivery. And I, I saw that your supermarket of choice, Irwan, is 
has delivery and um, I hope you take a value store for that. I use Amazon fresh and, uh, and the, what the thing with that is that when you do put your order in, they'll say there's no delivery times available. Some people get, Oh, could you believe that? But they, they do open up and later in the day, generally there's a moment where they all open up and it works out. And I'm very, wait, wait. So, so you're saying you go on Amazon, you set, you pick out the products you want. And yeah. Amazon fresh. It's one of Amazon the categories, fresh. which I think okay. they get from whole foods. And there's many, many things available of all kinds things you would get at a supermarket, fill up but your cart, except for the delivery, except right. Well, that's the delivery a little, is not available. Well, that's you know, some people are sticklers about that. You know, for me, the joy is in the ordering. <laughs> so I don't make a big deal of like, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to get the it. food. Yeah, yeah. I just like, oh, they have they have uh, that. I, I put yeah. it in. No, what happens is, though, uh, is it will open up. They did. They do open up. And if you check later in the day and you have to act quickly, it's not. Uh, but then I've never had to wait more than uh, a day to get uh, a time. And then it then you pick out a two hour window and it works out great. So that one I recommend. And um there are things like uh, Mercado in many parts of the country where they work with various grocery stores. Um, Instacart uh, also, which uh, um, some people use for supermarkets and drugstores. So uh, I think people should check uh, these things out uh, because uh, I remember, yeah, supermarket, that was always this fun thing. And I would linger in every aisle and I'd go, ah, let me try this aisle. And, and, and now it's a surgical strike as some people yeah. say, which I don't like using a military term and people always tend to use military to why surgery but it's funny it's a, it's a military term well, that's that a medical military is a medical term that's true that's true it's, so like, I, it's like it's a military term that basically is using uh, 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 scotty you've really hit on a fascinating cliche but surgical strike yes is it uh you, you kind of it, you can't really do that either because you, you if you're only going to shop maybe one time a week, it's not going to be surgical. It's going to be everything you can possibly get in your basket. Right. Uh, and, and, um, except, uh, toilet paper and paper except, towels, I guess. Right. Which uh, they don't have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they never have. And sometimes they do. And it's one, one per customer. Um, yeah, everything is different. Uh, even like, I, and I buy fruit now, um, well, it's not like I didn't buy fruit before, but now I'm, I really focus on it um, because uh, I have to worry about like touching fruit and should I wash my hands after peeling a banana uh, or an orange? And I think you, you are a big hand washer during, oh, should you wash an apple with Clorox bleach? Well, you see people online recommending these long protocols of what to do. And um, I think that... Uh, you know, and then there's the, to compound it, I'm not a big, I, I always get my mandarin little mini oranges and those are easy to peel them and bananas are easy. And especially when you get a nice uh, bunch, but strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, which I don't usually get, I did get. And that the extra thing is in addition to the washing and hosing it down, and by the way, it's kind of counterproductive. You buy organic strawberries and then somebody wants you to spray it with bleach. It seems sort of like you're the one applying the pesticide yeah. that normally wouldn't be there. So uh, also, though, it's like I don't know how long strawberries last and raspberries. So you have that anxiety. So I think there's a balance. But that you always have that. Anxiety. Yeah. Um, right. You know, uh, in good and bad times. America in good and bad the same times. Exact, you know, fruit is, uh, fruit is the most stressful of of food items and unpredictable it's not sort of like three five days you know it's always a little bit off everybody has yeah. their own thing uh but yep. it's good to have fruit that's what we're saying but it is you know there 
Yeah, as I when I have dinner, I wash four times during the course of the meal because I get these wonderful dinners from this place here in Brooklyn, Bassett's, where they prepare, you know, tilapia with two sides or chicken marsala. And I buy, you know, about eight, also delivery, about eight, you know, for a whole week. And well, I was going to ask you, I think people are, you know, are, are very envious that you have these wonderful old Brooklyn restaurants and you know what they are and you under and you know the quality of them. Uh, better than any any out of towner could ever uh, ascertain. So you know about like what is it called Bassett? Bassett. As well, it's not even a restaurant. It's it's sort of a catering place. But then they and I I really just discovered even though it's been around forever. Uh, soon after I moved back to my childhood home here in in Brooklyn uh, about um, a year and a half ago, I guess. Uh, and so they have you go down the line and they have, you know all these different entrees and then you go down a line. You well, it's like a mini up. cafeteria thing when you stand there and they go, oh. I'll have the, and they the huge portions. And so it's very lovely knowing. And, and they found out recently they do deliver. And so, uh, yeah, I get like seven or eight at a time. Now, the thing with that though, is that there is a, now I wouldn't have done this previously to this. I would have eaten just out of the tray that they gave me, but now I empty it onto a plate. Then I wash my hands. Then I put in the microwave if it's, you know, a day later or so. And then I probably will. So I, I wind up. And then if I touch the roll. Right. And, and then do you wash your hands after you take it out of the microwave? That I'm trying to cut down. That I don't think there's a need because I knuckle the microwave. I knuckle the opening. I knuckle minute plus. <laughs> do so you really? I, I figured out a way to knuckle it. So I'm trying wow. to cut down. Then, though, and this is building to a crescendo, uh, the rolls, which I'm so thankful for, they're free. But they're wrapped in plastic. And. So then I kind of extricate the roll from the plastic without touching the roll. Then I'll wash again before I have the roll. So, but th truthfully though, three or four days in, uh, there wouldn't be anything left on there anyway. So, but presumably, yeah. but I was doing this. Well, well that's a question though, Scott, yeah. if I may just yes. uh, jump in here. That uh, you freeze these these din these uh, dinners. These Many of them. Dinners, I, I keep right? three in the refrigerator. You know, because oh. they last, and then I freeze the others. Yeah. But so you the, think I mean, the freezing the, would? Yeah. Does the virus, if you freeze it, does it die, or does it just get frozen until <laughs> it gets thawed more out? More preserved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I heard that. Well, I have heard that. You know, it it you kill the virus through heat, but I would also think freezing it, it probably wouldn't. But so I, but I it, freezing it, I know freezing it makes the virus really uncomfortable. Yeah, it, does it's it kill really, it? I don't know. It, it, it kill it, but it, it's just, it's really, it discourages, it just, you know, like, why yeah. would you even want to be there? It's so cold. You yeah, know, and they're, they're not focusing on infecting people. They're just, <laughs> you know, they're, they're really, so it's a way to get at them. May not be yeah. the perfect way, but no, but it, it gives them, in a way, it's just a little bit of revenge more than anything. Oh, yeah, else. well, anything like, we can take, do. Take that virus. Yeah, anything we can do to hurt the virus, that's what we're all about. And but uh, but then you could say, should I let my guard down three or four days in? But, you know, I do look, I do the washing then I am going to be looking into more hand moisturizers. And I know uh, I think that's a good thing. But no, but I always sort of did a washing ritual normally because, you know, you don't want to get anything. So I think it's sort of an extension of that. And not like you're going to stop washing your hands when this crisis is over either. No, we won't. Yeah. Uh, we won't. We absolutely won't. We're, no. We are now a germaphobes. We're a nation or a world or a generation or a couple generations of germaphobes. We will be, uh, where are these people who, you know, we used to hear about people who washed their hands uh, 
a lot during the day and how weird that was uh-huh. right now it's normal and i mean the new normal is we're all we're all neurotics yeah well the know? whole obsessive compulsive whatever they would call it like oh he's compulsive. compulsive yeah they're really kooky no they're yeah. doing the right thing so that's right so that's a plus thing coming ahead out of, of their the, time yeah the people we mocked are now doing exactly what should have, we should have been doing all along. So I feel I feel embarrassed that I used to go around mocking uh, obsessive compulsives. I mean, why didn't I just well, we all you know do, do, do nice yeah. things to people? Why go around mocking obsessive compulsives when uh, you could just join them in Washington? I could, and that, now I am them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, it's uh, the, the truth is just for those of you who um, uh, you know don't have this most active sense of humor. I don't actually go mock uh, uh, obsessive compulsives. You know, one of the interesting things about this show is that it, it really, we really blur the line between absolute, important, verifiable, relevant, extremely necessary truth and just complete flight of fancy. Absolutely. And I think we trust our very intelligent listeners to distinguish between the two. But <laughs> if you're ever confused, drop us a line. And yeah. we actually don't have that's right. set up yet, but we'll uh, but think no, about but, it. And but we'll dropping us a line could mean anything, right? Send, right. Send us a telegram. Telegram. That's right. We're only using. <laughs> well, and then, you know, it brought the, that brings a memory. Uh, brings a memory. Uh, I was thinking again to be plus positive. You know, right. of course, if this pandemic was twenty years ago, we'd be much limited in what we could do at home. But then, I was yeah. Thinking, but You're thirty. Right. You know, but uh, nineteen eighteen. What? did they do when you were quarantined during the Spanish flu in New York? You wrote uh, long letters to yes. people that you probably couldn't mail for months. No. And that no, was it. Uh, 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 and, 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 and you waited to receive a letter for waited months to receive something. I, I think you might have had the newspaper delivered Oh, yes. Oh, many in newspapers. Those days. In those days. The, yeah, you had, had several newspapers. newspapers. Yeah, so and books, so, of course. And, and, and I, well, I guess if you could go out and get books i think there were lending libraries in those days but there was not even radio no. it's got a, what an amazingly interesting point you've raised there's there was in 1917 the time of the last pandemic you could maybe listen to a telegraph operator yeah <laughs> if you were one of the house, house uh, families wealthy enough to own a telegraph yeah. <laughs> no i think actually telephones existed right so of course well, that's, i should and, know and, that you know uh, uh, no they did and, and, okay, and they good. were they were in the 1880s they started oh really so, so by 1917 one... people would hello madge put me through to well, get me yeah it was always that stick and then the thing you yeah, hold, yeah. and then it was, dip, 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 and they always would tap, hello, hello, like when you got hung up <laughs> on, and, uh, yeah, and phone numbers, the New York phone number would be 437. Yes, yeah. call 437, and that's, you know, like it would be, um, you know, one of the 900 people who had a phone. And uh, yeah. so I suppose you could talk to people on the telephone, much as we do now. Yeah, so that, well, that that's a saving grace. And, but then I guess get off the line, others in the family want to speak. Yeah, it was always that you old only thing. Have, yeah, that's right. And you only have one phone. So what or exactly one phone at a time. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't that didn't really take the place of video games that we now have, uh, which no, have that, become a that big deal. That wouldn't occur for many years after that. Um, yeah. And they, even talking to them. about, But, oh, you know what? Families, if they were together, I suppose they could play cards. And, or Parcheesi or Parcheesi. Yes. What were the games that were the in, in things in 19? But what was the trendy thing? Uh, I mean, uh, now uh, we have uh, Tiger, whatever the thing on Netflix, and uh, which I haven't uh, watched. Shoot the Hun. 
which is a, <laughs> a, a, a German World War One, because, because World War One was going on. Yeah, that's an amazing time. thing. Yeah, World War, yeah. And, and so the newspapers were pretty interesting uh, in those days. So, and, and besides being, they were big and filled with stuff and, and all these columns and comics. And there were 10 of them in New York that came every day. And uh, you'd read about the, the war over there, I guess. But, but yeah, you, you, we, we complain, but we have all these, we have podcasts. They didn't have podcasts in those days. No. They couldn't do remote learning. That, um, and they certainly didn't have te- television with all the many cable channels we have now. So, and the movie uh, theaters were closed, just as they are right. now. And, 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 exactly. And there was so no, they, you know, Netflix. Uh, that came 1928, I think, Netflix. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but when we said that, people, some people would go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, was it, did it have as many movies? And yeah. Don't, yeah. P- people don't know. People are, uh, there's a lot of people who really have the vaguest idea of, of, um, history. of history, yeah, and, and um, like sometimes uh, the History Channel will uh, do a story on the Revolutionary War, and to augment it, they'll show some grainy uh, movie vintage movie footage from a 1920s movie about the Civil War. Yeah. Guaranteed, people think that that's actual footage of this uh, uh, or of the Revolutionary War. Yeah, um, uh, we, however know that movies weren't invented until um really well 1890s so this is part of what's what we're very proud about this show is that it's not just entertaining it's education oh yeah and even i get educated by you and i hope uh vice versa uh uh but you know it is something to put ourselves back in 1918 which by the way there's a book that i I would like to read i think called the great influenza that apparently was required reading for people in the administration uh, with Bush and Obama. And of course, I think the people in the Trump administration probably didn't read it. Not a lot of readers uh, there. No, there was no, there was no required reading in the Trump administration. No, they don't go with facts and science. That's not a big thing. Reading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The scientists were on it and medically, but not the, not the others. But uh, so, but it is fascinating because, you know, what gets us through today is having you and I chatting and everybody else, connecting on a million platforms and then literally uh you, you would have to be months later at it i don't really know so i guess a lot of writing letters and a lot of reading yeah and, uh, well i just delivery of also f- yeah. from, from again we're, we're we're that's such a fascinating topic that you came up with actually uh they um what they did back in the 1917 1918 pandemic and i just saw something tops you know tops oh. you would spin a top yeah do 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 you know what a top is yeah yeah well we have the dreidels and the yeah it's and a dreidel is yeah. is a sub, subcategory of top yeah it's a type of a top you just spin it and that's like and i uh, uh and i think um yeah i think uh, do you, did you use a string or just you spin it with your fingers uh, and um, that was a that was entertainment in those days. So it'd be like, well, I'm doing a lot of top spinning, you know. Yeah. Days. yeah and who would you even the, tell that to? Yeah. Right. Later, later <laughs> on, what did you do last year? Well, I did top. But also, they were I spun no- my top. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go out and 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 hit that hoop with 
with a stick, you know, the kids. That was right. another thing back in, back in those days. Yeah. Kids with a stick and a hoop. No, that was out. They did, they, they could only dream of the, their, they look at their hoop and their stick, sadly. Uh, yeah, they weren't the using it. And also, right. uh, there were no sweatpants in those days. Now everybody's, <laughs> you know, they sit in sweatpants or yoga pants. They all had that very kind of, jacket and pants and that curved collar yeah, and right you right, know right. and a very tight uh stiff starch collar and yeah so that um, makes staying at home a lot more uncomfortable yeah absolutely and you still had to dress for dinner of course oh yes yes uh, it was just a piece of mutton um <laughs> yeah you still uh, were expected to dress up for it and uh <laughs> yeah um so but what were the distractions of that that uh right. something that we'll I mean, be revisiting uh, throughout because we're going to learn more uh, but it just struck me earlier yeah. what we did then and um, well, Scotty that, uh, that, that, that was uh, amazing because I, I had not I, I've not seen any programming or a, a, a TV, NPR anything uh, discussing how people got through the 1918 pandemic well, I mean we're struggling with all of our, uh, our home entertainment options uh, we're still like crawling the wall by the way i'm not crawling the walls but everybody no. thinks everybody's crawling the walls uh one of the things i'm doing actually <laughs> and this is another thing that they didn't have in a, in in uh, 1918 they uh, see uh dvd players now the dvd yeah. player is now a kind of an old-fashioned piece of you know like a victrola now but yeah. uh because we now download everything and whatever you know everything's in the cloud uh uh um but um, I happened uh, a couple years ago. I, I, you know, when they used to have those informa- infomercials, and I think yeah, they still yeah. do of, of music so information. And this yeah. was an infomercial for a show that used to be on on a, ne- a network show called Midnight Special. Mm. And uh, sometimes it was hosted by you know different musicians. Uh, for some years, it was Wolfman Jack. Uh, and uh, they would feature the pop acts of the day, the rock and pop acts of the day, the best ones. And they would in front of an audience. And it was live music every single night. And that, and then since, and this was back in the 1970s, right? So it was yeah. all 70s music, all that yacht rock, all the all the the soft rock, uh, 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 all this music you hear now, and it's become really an important part of our our oeuvre. And, um, and, and, and you get to watch these performances like Gladys Knight and the Pips and mm. uh, Nat- Natalie Cole singing Everlasting Love for the first time or LaBelle, wow. LaBelle singing Lady Marmalade to a bunch wow. of people who had never seen that song performed before, right? And, yeah. and uh, uh, Rhiannon uh, uh, by, sung by a young Stevie Nicks of the Fleetwood Mac, again, Never, nobody had ever seen, heard Rhiannon, which we now know so, so. Oh, yeah, it's, legendary. It's so familiar. And, uh, and then obscure one-hit wonders, which I find especially joyful. Uh, do you know who sang Wildfire, Scott uh, Blakeman? Um, you know, I'm always bad with most music questions, and I'll have to pass on that one, too. Well, that was a man by the name of, of Michael Murphy. Uh-huh. Uh, who you then see wearing this very, you know, with everybody dresses like all the male singers dress like women. It's it's very <laughs> interesting gender. Was Barry Manilow uh, on? Uh, ba- Barry Manilow did a did an excellent one, an excellent um, appearance. Because well, I'm a big so- fan of big fan on, of Barry, and I I you know remember 
seeing for the first time I mean, in, I... in uh, New York at the uh, Bottom Line or at the Schaefer Music Festival in Central Park, yeah. and uh, then getting to meet him uh, when he was. Well, he Mr. starts Kelly. out at Mr. Kelly, the famous Mr. Chicago, Mr. Yeah. Night nightclub, which we never yes. went to as a family growing up in Libertyville because that was only where uh, just sort of dangerous, cool people went to Mr. <laughs> Kelly's, and it was. I think it was a pretty mobbed up place i bet you um but um the uh that being said scotty i advocate if you can get a hold of these dvds from uh, midnight special which i think probably you can in a number of ways used or new uh that is a powerful antidepressant watching these watching this music uh, being performed in front of audiences who had no idea how, how what a what a luxury it is to just be an audience. You know, yeah, we, right. We now right envy each audiences other. Yeah. sitting next to each other. Yeah. So, um, but it's very, very. I mean, these are wonderful performances by people at the top of their game, and and it, it's totally uh, infectious and makes me feel completely good. I felt, yeah, there was I I I, I beat the uh, COVID blues. Well, and, and 1970s music on DVDs of the Midnight Special. Think of the people who were in the audience. They probably and I was there. We saw Fleetwood Mac before anybody knew who they were. And no, yeah, I was right there. And, yeah, yeah. And, and Midnight right. Special. We, we, we saw this new. We went to the. We were in the studio audience of some yeah. in Hollywood, and there was a, some new band there uh, yeah. that we had never seen called Steely Dan. It turned out. Yeah, but 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 everybody, it, truly, uh, almost everyone who was anybody in in music at that that was one of the great times of music. Well, the, especially in, people nineteen seventies of our age. I think the seventies is probably what the fifties were to the older generation, where they would always have these, you know, oh, they, let's hear the great sounds of the fifties. But seventies are great, not great architecture in the seventies, but but no. everything else, uh, music and and just uh, you know, the fashion was a little. You know, at the time you thought it was fine. It's a little uh, jarring now. Oh, no. So the fashion is more than a little jarring, Scotty. <laughs> Let's just be very clear. The fashion is, fashion is shocking. Uh, 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 um, yeah. The uh, uh, the males who, uh, singers, generally speaking, uh, wore like blouses. <laughs> just wore these kind of very blousey tops that frankly looked very much like they were those sort of gender bending transvestites that would have beards and stuff that's what the uh, but but it was but the music was phenomenal and uh i i i'm going to take issue with you scott and i i rarely do take <laughs> uh, take issue uh with um by the way I'm, am i taking issue or am i giving issue i don't know but uh, the expression is uh i'm 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 just i do have a i actually think it's not the same as oh you know older people like the 50 every group every generation has their their um you know my generation i could be a 60s person and certainly the 60s music is uh amazing uh you know with the beatles and post beatles right but i've, I've got to say i uh, and I think the 80s music is not as good, with some exceptions. The 80s music is all the synthesized stuff, and it's all very superficial and not as listenable as... Not as exhilarating 70s as the 70s. Not as and, exhilarating. And all the R&B yeah. and, and Motown, and, and just uh, which started in the 60s. But uh, now what about, if I can, I know this could be a whole other show, 
uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert that also. Oh, I would love years. to see that. Yeah. Yes. And, and uh, Solid Gold with the Solid Gold Dancers. And then, of course, the Great Meryl Soul McCool. Train, you know. Uh, yes, Great Soul Train. All and, of those, I would love to see these these videos. And, and, and American and, Bandstand and, uh, with Great Dick uh, Clark. Uh, oh, my God. A lot of that was, was um, uh, lip synced on American Bandstand, ah. sadly. Mm. But. Um, uh, or like the shows, really obscure shows from the sixties, where the action oh, is, or Hullabaloo, uh, Hullabaloo, which uh, they actually, I think Mr. Bobby Sherman hosted it, and it was filmed not that far from me on the Avenue M NBC wow. Studios, which I so loved. I remember nineteen seventy six, I believe I they did Saturday Night Live there because the their set was being used for the election. And I didn't get in, actually, but I always loved knowing a lot of soap operas came from there. And sadly, I looked recently, NBC had moved out years ago once the last soap opera left. And now I think it's a storage facility. And I always had such um, uh, really? love that. Really? How that sad. That, and there's, yeah, that even online. Once was, a, a yeah. great uh, television studio. Yes, with shows like Color Blue. And Don Rickles hosted a show. And you can find that online from 1965. And he's on the subway on the platform. Here I am. I'm Don Rickles here in Avenue M. And, and you know, and then he goes into the studio. So, uh, but yeah, great time for those shows. And, and that's, and as we said, it's a great way to lessen anxiety by take, taking time travel. A little trip back to the 70s and watching. I am that, not, you know. Scotty, I'm not joking. This, this it is time travel. You are seeing exactly what people, and I remember because I watched TV back then, you're seeing what you saw on TV. You're doing what people did back in the 1970s. You're looking at a TV a performance that is abs sometimes truly riveting, both visually and certainly audibly, because these are excellent performances. They raise the spirit. They make, they transform you. They remind you of another time when things were different. And they make you feel good. Well, that's what we try to do on our show every day. Uh, and, uh, and along the way, we try to give you tips and things that are helping us uh, get through this. And, and that is a great example, Tommy, that we'll be revisiting uh, more in the future. So for now, uh, I'm, and not just for now, but for permanently, uh, I remain <laughs> yours, Scott Brokeman. Uh, uh and I, I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, uh, and we're getting through this. <laughs>